This is the best part. <laughs> this is the best. We saw bodily functions at the same time. <laughs> Open up the throat a little bit. Yeah, okay. I wish I had one of those. I wish I was like a one of those singers that have that full face covering and then it's like the humidifier, but just for your like nose and mouth. Opens up the vocal cords or anything. But anyways. I am Jose. And who am I, you might ask? I am the host, I guess, of Region Nerd Alert. Extensively. Extensively. I'm Jose. Uh, you're listening to Region Nerd Alert on Lakeshore Public Radio 89.1 FM. And you may be listening on the radio at 89.1 FM. Or you might be streaming it off of Spotify, uh, Apple, was it Apple, Google Podcast. Play. Apple Podcast, uh, NPR One app, NPR One app. Yep, yep. It's so hard not to do the bit. I'm not gonna lie, you threw me off when you didn't start it with the and. and I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm just throwing curveballs. It's completely the season show. of curveballs. That's season what it is. Three. Yep, we're the seasoned veterans now, or uh, uh. we're supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I'm Jose, like I said, host of Region Nerd Alert. Region Nerd Alert is what you're listening to. And to my left on a screen that you probably will never see is uh, Ova the Dreamer, who uh, does the theme music and the outro music. Hello. What's going on? And uh, you can follow him, uh, Bandcamp. At uh, Bandcamp, Twitter, Facebook, all social media is Ova the Dreamer. And uh, also a screen you'll never see, but every time I take a drink, it looks uh, kind of inappropriate with my background. But below him is the illustrious Heather, a.k.a. Deli Hams. Mm-hmm. And uh, how many I's and M's and S's? Uh, I mean, it's Deli Hams. Well, because I'm not using tw- really Instagram anymore, so I just have to plug one. It's just Deli Hams. And then <laughs> you you have the full rights to... That whole word on on what is it Twitter? Yeah, it's it's my name. It's I try to it's try to I try to get that branding everywhere, but it, you know, somebody took my name on Twitch, so not everywhere. And I'm off now. <laughs> had a had a couple <gasps> couple s's. But nah, it's Deli Bean on Twitch. Oh, Deli Bean. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Uh, to her right on my screen and below me, also uh, on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook and guess what shape my screen is in? Because uh, it's not a square. <laughs> is, it a, is it a rhombus? <laughs> I won't give it away. A but squirt, to her, circle? <laughs> to her right <laughs> is Thick Boy, three C's, three I's, aka Mike. Hello there. How are I'm, you doing? I am doing just fine. How about and, you? Uh, I'm, 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 you know what, Mike? I haven't talked to you in a while. It feels like. I'm doing pretty great. That's good to hear. I've, I've missed you. I've missed seeing your face. Missed you too. And uh, Letterbox. Letterbox is my main platform. Uh, follow me for movie reviews. Uh, I tried tons of movie, movies. Yeah, mm. I tried. Wa- I tried watching the doors, and uh, I'm not. I, I turned it off about forty is minutes it the one into with it. Al Kilmer. Yep. That's it's the one about like the doors, the band. Yeah, about a, a movie. About a, I can't remember the guy's name right now. 
but Dang it was just it was just it was just nonsensical hippie gibberish for the first 45 minutes it was just well, it was just people that was their, a pretty accurate portrayal it, of their life it, it was but i mean it was just these people philosophizing just in the most ridiculous way that's all i'm gonna say i couldn't watch it any more than 45 minutes it was i couldn't do it i think could the, not do it the most accurate portrayal in my opinion is uh of morrison i think that's his name uh was jim morrison in, yep was in wayne's world when he appeared in the vision mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yep in the desert uh, i think i've seen that movie like twice and i don't think my mind was all there either time but uh Anyways, without further ado, <laughs> to get to, uh, <laughs> I know these transitions have been hitting today. But... <laughs> You're very good at them. Speak, speaking <laughs> speaking of things and people you see with your eyes, we have a special guest tonight. We do. You can't see him, but we can. <laughs> speaking the title of using your, at all. <laughs> using your ears. Oh, yeah. And the title <laughs> you'll probably see. But uh, we have a very special guest, which is uh, Couch Spuddy. Hello and uh, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm very excited. I am also very excited. I have many questions. I have my notepad here. My uh, oh no, it's not there. Oh my god. Oh, oh boy. Uh, I was really hoping for questions, but uh, don't worry. I, I have guess, questions. I am terrified. You know what? I I do. No, I are you terrified? It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. But, uh, Somebody, why don't you uh, why don't you spin us a yarn about yourself for a minute? Yeah, yeah. yeah so um, I'm a I'm I'm a focused uh, streamer on Twitch. Uh, that's my platform of choice, I guess. Twitch.tv forward slash CouchBuddy. You can find me there streaming five days a week, nights usually, um, late into the evening. Um, I play a lot of video games, probably like an unhealthy amount of them, in fact. <laughs> Nice, nice. But uh, I love I love video games and I use the platform to help teach people different things in regards to gaming and politics and like just life in general and just trying to be objective in as much as I can with that. So that's sort of like my whole philosophy and things is to take the explicit and and take it or and not try and read too far into it like why why are we trying to interpret something that might not be there so that's what i just try and train people i guess and that's the same thing i do in all the games that i play and when i teach people stuff so awesome that's 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 pretty much it our motto here at region nerd alert too we try to have um a very bare bones perspective like we don't give our opinions too much until like I guess towards the end of a, a topic or subject, you know, we can right. get pretty heated at times. Oh yeah, we can, can't we? We can. We we learned that I'm very anti-corporation last episode. <laughs> All right. Last episode very, is a doozy. <laughs> very <right>. anti-corporation. <laughs> Down with the billionaires. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> why not? Well, yeah, that's, until they start that's paying awesome. taxes. But anyway, yeah, right. <laughs> we're not getting into that. Hey, but, taxes uh, paid. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I very much respect your very uh, objective stance on things. I was actually watching a couple of your videos uh, before oh. uh, this, and uh, I know nothing, nothing about Destiny 2. Like, yeah. ask, ask Heather. Like, every 
everything I have regarding Destiny 2, she's told it's me. Through me. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one besides, I think Mike played for a little bit um, sure. when it was free and I, all that. I, he picked it up. I played for two hours, got booted out of the game, and then never played again. I am That's so sorry. We need to fix that because they've made that better. I promise. I believe it 100%. I just... Did I you get play it. one or two, Mike? Uh, I played one for... Oh, God. I played one for a long time. You, you played um, one for a while? Yeah, I played one for a long time. And then two, I I, I was like, uh, I'm, I don't know if I'm, gonna, if I'm feeling two. And then, like Heather said, I picked it up when it was free. Sure. And then the servers crashed. I got booted out of the game. And oh, I was no. like, well... Oh, no. Bad. Took it but as the, a sign. But yeah. <laughs> the glass return is going to be epic. Yeah, I... I, 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 I may pick it up because I was looking at it. I was like, yeah, this looks interesting. I need a good first-person shooter to play because I haven't played one in a while. For but, sure. uh, Spuddy, <laughs> I, I watched a little bit of your stuff, and you seem yeah. to, like, you seem to, like, break down, like, how do I explain this? Like, in the in the one in one of the clips I've seen, you were like, okay, yeah, you've seen how on, like, the 13th bullet I fired, I got this, or this animation change where I can, like, crit for the next 30 seconds or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, it was yeah. some weird thing. I like when I like I like that. I like when when streamers break down like the minutia. I keep hitting my mic. Uh the minutia of <laughs> Just games. Smacking it. Waving around the I know. I it's I, I, I talk with it my looks hands great. a lot. No, it's good. Mm-hmm. I get you expressive. Expressive. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's I, I like that though. That's that's one thing I appreciate is when somebody can explain like the minutia of a game while they're playing yeah. it. Yeah, it's it's actually something that um you know, a lot of a lot of the the current, you know, a lot of people my age were pretty self-deprecating. We like that kind of humor. And so my claim to fame though <laughs> is that I I really enjoy breaking down more advanced concepts for people that might have a difficult time, right? Because mm-hmm. Destiny, Destiny is a really weird game because it's designed entirely to be played solo. But there is content that you cannot do unless you have a group of six players. I've so, seen those raids, yeah. Yeah. And mm. so my my goal is is to reach out to those players that may think they can't do something and tell them you can and we will do it and, it, and make it this really awesome team thing. But the trick is, is you have to be able to break down those concepts that might be really complicated for some people. And there's a lot of people that in Destiny, there are things that they do not tell you. They just they just outright don't tell you. And with a Dark Souls background, I'm like, I'm familiar with this. I love me some Miyazaki. I love me some yep. I love me some from software. So I was like, oh, I get that this isn't in the game, but other people don't. They don't understand that. So I want to make sure that when people are playing, they're getting the most value out of what they're getting. Cause at the end of the day, playing a video game is a hobby. It's fun. Yeah. And that's what it should be. And so if you're not experiencing the game to its fullest, or at least have that opportunity, then I'm doing a disservice as a content creator by not telling people about something. It's really, it's, it's really kind of a weird thing. Yeah. You, you brought up the dark Souls thing and me and Ova especially have a lot of, a lot of experience in the souls verse. They like uh, them a lot. Yeah. It's, it's always fun to myself. There's nothing like beating your head against the wall for hours. <laughs> yeah, I, love I, it. I was gonna say with like with like Ho, like Jose's just starting, it's it's fun to like like talk him through it, like you know mm-hmm. about the different yeah. aspects of it. Like he just started playing the remaster of the first the one, I believe. Yep. And yep. When we, before he started, I was like, all right, I was real vague about it. I was like, all right, look, you're gonna go down one. If you go down one path, I'm gonna laugh. 
And I was talking about the graveyard right at the, yeah, uh, yeah. I was talking about the graveyard with the skeletons. Yeah. And sure enough, you went down the graveyard with the skeletons. Yeah. I was like, that is exactly what I was talking well, about. See, Cause that's I a mistake I made. I was expecting laughter if I did go down that. No, I I was like trying to beat those skeletons for like twenty minutes, and I'm oh, like, oh no, this is a hard game. <laughs> yeah, hey, we're not he, kidding. He this killed is a hard game. He killed the two right at the beginning, and he's like, Ooh. okay, this is cool. And then he got to the big one. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, he got to I, the uh, big one. I have a friend right that's now. that's been playing through it. He's never played a Dark Souls game before, and I told him, I'm like, I'm gonna laugh if you pick the one route and he goes i and i said i'm not giving you any hints onto if it's right or wrong and so he he gets there and he's in firelink shrine he's like all right yeah i'm gonna do this and he starts going the right way and i don't say anything he gets he gets his butt kicked by like the first dude dies he's like okay that must not be the right way and goes to the skeleton oh my god (laughs) so then when he got kicked he got his butt kicked again and goes oh I don't know where I'm supposed to go now. <laughs> yeah, there's no way to go. It's 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 such a great thing. Like when you actually get a hold of that game, and we can we can cut it and go to the new section after this. But it's it's such a great feeling when you get to know that game so intimately that you can literally run from point A to point B and not touch a single person or thing, and you could just dodge your way through everything. Like okay, I'm at this bonfire. I need to get to this point. You know exactly yeah. where every one of those enemies are. When yeah. to dodge them. And the shortcut to take to get to there. So you yeah. don't have to dodge as often. Like, it's such a good feeling. Yeah. As soon as I found the right awesome. way, I was like, now we're Dark Souls. You were, you were, yeah. the That's people. me and Destiny, oh, but yeah. I don't yeah. have any bonfires to go to. I just run. <laughs> what did you say, Skyler? I said after the skeletons, you were like two shot in the uh, super... Uh... Uh, low level characters you're like oh yeah this this is the way i'm supposed to go oh yeah like doing yeah. a little parry thing like okay this is fun i like that yeah. <laughs> it's a very rewarding experience it's the same thing with like a destiny raid is like it's checkpointed off so like when you're doing it and something that um i pride myself on is like part of being able to teach that content is you have to have more knowledge than everyone else you have to like be able to step up to the plate and so i like memorized um in, there's a raid in Destiny 2 called the Leviathan, and the Leviathan raid, I I had done it so many times, I had memorized the spawn order in an encounter down to, like, the second. Like, I could tell you, like, at the exact moment something was going to spawn out of these doors, and what enemies, and how many, and, like, and players were like, well, how do you know that? I said, because I've done this 400 times. Like, I've done this so many times that eventually you just you just start learning the rhythms and things. And and that's the cool thing about playing video games overall is like you learn those little nuances, just like, okay, I roll here and then I run past these guys here, hit that shortcut. Okay, the fog gate is only four meters away, and there's a there's a dog on my left. And I know that if I don't dodge right now, it's gonna lunge out at me and I'm gonna I'm gonna get hit and then I'm gonna have to use an S and it's the same awesome feeling when i play like destiny or Mm -hmm. like i've been playing valheim lately and some other things and that's the same accomplishing feeling that video games give that you don't get in other media it's awesome Mm -hmm. it's really good video video games are definitely a favorite uh here and uh uh, and destiny is rpg right it's fps but it's an rpg yeah it's it's a it's classified as an action mmo is what bungie has finally officially titled it as mm-hmm. 
Like we finally got the official, like, here's the genre. It has very light RPG aspects and they're starting to like play into those more. Um, but it's a shooter at the end of the day. It's a first person shooter. Uh, I mean, Bungie made Halo and they did. I mean, they did one of the arguably best first person shooters to have ever existed in Halo, which I've never played. I know blasphemy, but um, first one or just any of I've never played it. I've played Halo three for like an hour and a half at my friend's house in his basement. That's where you play it. Yep. No, that was, I never, I never, I never own an Xbox. I never, you, I never got it. If you go down the rabbit hole, you can skip ODST. That's just that one's terrible. Just oh, I've skip heard. ODST and, and skip four through six. Just stop at three. Just do yeah, one pretty much. Today. Yeah, six. pretty much. I didn't even know there was like five and six. Yeah, yeah. there's a new one coming out too. That's not out yet. It got delayed to this Halo year, Infinite. next year. Yeah. Yeah. R O T S. What'd you say? ODS. ODST was was that the strategy game one? No, that's mm. Halo Wars. ODST is you are a um oh god, what do they call them? A drop trooper or something like that. Oh, and yeah. you go like the first levels in like this like this burnt out city, and you have to like rescue like survivors or something. It's terrible. It doesn't play good. Uh, say, it doesn't like, play well. In this world, I watched a Spartan or bust. Rooster Teeth Achievement Hunter play that lasso, mm-hmm. the lasso version. Yeah. And there's the section where you're supposed to go on to the Banshee. You're, you're trying to run through it or something like that. Like it's basically a vehicle well, run. The, ban- the Banshee is a, um, a Banshee. The Banshee is a, a one. Yeah. The, the motorcycle variant thing. I, I've never played oh, a Halo ghost. either, obviously. Yeah, the Ghost. Yeah. Uh, that section, it's a four player game. However, how many people were playing the lasso one is not made for four people. They had to like cheat it where the people who were playing it had to like plug out their Xboxes with like unplug them so they got disconnected mm-hmm. and they had to reconnect at the end of it because no matter what, because the camera only followed one person, it would kill the other people that were playing with them. Yeah, OD- yeah ODST is not good. Person. Yeah. That sounds not very good. Fun facts. <laughs> It's not. <laughs> it's like a gauntlet style. Like if you have like a player two or player three, and then <laughs> such a cool idea of a game, but horrible camera. <laughs> oh, right. Especially a lot of game. early Xbox 360 and PlayStation three games. That's pretty on brand if you think mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> yeah, I got the I got the Reach statue floating around here somewhere. Nice. Yeah, that thing is dope. I got it for like ten bucks. I got that. I got the the collector's edition with the statue and everything for like ten bucks. I was like. Cool. I just saved two hundred dollars. Where'd you get Too that? Uh, it was Toys R Us before they went uh, belly up. Oh yeah. My manager was like, "I don't know how much this thing is." I was like, "I paid ten bucks for it." <laughs> and he's like, "All right, whatever." Um, score. <laughs> so about video games and news. I guess we could terribly pivot for a little bit. Oh, the news. Oh, I guess I got one bit of news, yeah. And then we could hook back. Say it, say it. Tater. Oh, man. (laughs) Pokemon. (laughs) Or Legacy? Yeah. (laughs) I saw a tweet that was like, the dodge roll implies that the Pokemon are going to run up and just start beating the crap out of you. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot wait for this game. No, but... uh... (laughs) <laughs> Having just got a Switch, I am excited for this, uh, what is it, uh, open world Pokemon game? Mm-hmm. That's coming yep. up next year. They're remaking Pearl and Diamond. 
Yes. And right. then the the new the new one they announced. And then Pokemon Snap comes out this year too. I'm very excited about Pokemon Snap. Mm-hmm. A, lot, a lot of people have been calling the Arceus. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right. The Arceus uh, official no. trailer kind of janky. What do you guys think about that? I haven't watched the trailer because who has time to watch trailers? Yeah, I haven't I, watched the trailer either. I haven't watched it. <laughs> My understanding was it yeah, looks like know. it was uh, made on a like uh, not finished build of the game. Yeah, so people saw it and it looks like and and they the concern is is they they the the two lines of thought are is either Nintendo's coming out with a more powerful Switch sometime this year to sell which the Arceus which they did announce the OLED OLED screen. it's my news yeah yeah <laughs> and the other line of thought was that the that it's on an old build but they the worry no, is I- that the Switch is not powerful enough to play the game they want to build. It's probably not. Um, it was confirmed by somebody, I think, from Samsung that they, they, they're they going in with Samsung to make these OLED screens, screens okay. and all that that can do the 720p. Um, mm. And it can do upscaled 4K when it's in dock mode. So it's going to have a better screen, better battery life. And there, I, people are assuming that this is the pro version that they were kind of developing side by side with the light. They just didn't get released at the same time due to who knows what Nintendo's doing out over there, right? <laughs> they're just kind of over doing what Nintendo they, does. I don't even think Nintendo knows what they're doing half the time. But it's working for them. They print money called Mario and Zelda. Does it, have, does it have Mario on it? Yeah. All right. Nope. Send it. Send it. Send it out. Send it out. And people are thinking that um, because people got an uproar about Legend of Zelda earlier last month because they, they didn't show anything and that was announced. What was it two years ago now that Breath of the Wild 2 was in? Yeah, that was in development. And usually with how Nintendo does stuff is when they announce something like that, they at least have something to show in a year or so time. Unless there's a major change, like how Animal Crossing kind of did. They're assuming that COVID got in the way and that they're also going to announce it with the new Pro Switch. Because Mm -hmm. if they were to package it with the Switch being like, hey, it'll work on your old Switch, but it'll look really, really nice on the new Switch, and it'll, and also look limited edition Zelda Switch. Yeah, didn't they didn't they do the same thing with um, uh, Hyrule Warriors? They yes. did the same thing twice with the 3DS. Yeah, there's three 3DSs that are limited edition Zelda 3DSs. Oh no, I meant like just like I think I meant just like it, like the game not working, like or not not being optimized for the previous version. I I'm pretty sure that. The, it was the first Breath of the Wild. No, this was on, this was on DS. It was. I'm almost positive it was Hyrule. Oh, because, the DS. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I remember like the Phantom 3D Mario. was more powerful, obviously, than the uh, standard DS, and mm-hmm. there was a lot of frame rate issues with uh, Hyrule Warriors, like the mm-hmm. new one on the old 3DS, because or on the old DS, because they were like, oh, it'll run, but it's it was fun. like, yeah, it was like 10 frames a second, five at points like it was a slideshow essentially because they announced the new 3ds then and they're trying to sell that and they try to sell it with majora's mask because you couldn't play majora's mask really on the older 3ds's you'd only played a new 3ds xl and all that so people are thinking that this is what's going to happen is that breath of the wild 2 comes out the new switch pro yeah 
all nice and fancy features. And that would mean that the Pokemon game will probably look nicer on the, on the new Switch, but would look <laughs> like maybe closer to the trailer if it wasn't. I mean, it probably was an older build. The game's a year out. They're still developing it. It's not gotten gold. Yeah. So. Yeah, my Switch does look uh, pretty just sitting there, not turned on. <laughs> you have plenty of games to play. I have so many games on there. I just have no desire to turn it on and he play. Could be them. playing Fire. God dang it, Fire Emblem. I could be playing <laughs> Binding of Isaac. But oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's getting a major update soon. I'm excited. Yeah, uh, uh, rep- Repentance. I think is yeah. what's called. Yeah, yeah. I have such That's a relationship nice, uh, with uh, Binding of Isaac. I uh, same. It's in my top five. In fact, it's same. Oh, nice. I'm, I'm terrible at it, but I love it, and I hate same. it so much, but I love you it. And I, are you like the? Are you like me? Like, are oh, we no. like the same person? No, uh, no. Maybe we got the same beard. That's we just did we just become beard. friends. Oh, oh no! Outside. Is this a step? Oh, no. <laughs> Who's getting? The oh top no! Part? That's the real question. All right, Heather, you're on the way out. Mike's on the way. Hey, in. no! <laughs> <laughs> Sucks for you. Mike doesn't use Twitch. <laughs> Mike's like, well, I'm willing to reconsider. That. I was about to say, I got to learn now from my new best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, with the news again. With the news. But uh, I think that was all I had. Um, That's all I got. New Switch. Yeah, new Switch. Uh, I'm excited. Game, uh, Skyler. One snap. Skyler. What? Was it was your news the Pokemon? Yeah, yeah, I had the Pokemon news. Oh, mine's uh, mine is the Sinking City got pulled from Switch. Um, really? yeah, it got pulled everywhere. Yeah, because well, it I, it it didn't get pulled from certain. Things. I think it was this uh, or I meant Steam. I don't know if I said Switch or not. My brain's fried. Anyway, oh, Switch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, glitchy one, right? I th- what's up? That was the really glitchy one, right? Yeah, it wasn't great. Um, but it was. Yes, okay. anyways, definitely to do that. Um, so people that oh, don't I guess know, I this, use chat. <laughs> I forgot that. Uh, <laughs> the Sinking City is like this third person action game that's set in like this port town where like a like a HP Lovecraft esque monster is taking over the town. Like mm-hmm. everybody's like in like crazy and like turning into monsters and whatnot. It's mm, a okay, it's yeah. a re- it's a real jank game, but um. The developers sold the rights to the publisher, and the developer didn't like what the publisher was doing with it. So what they did was they bought a copy of the game and then just posted it. That would happen? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I I could be wrong. I I kind of skimmed through the story. But either way, the publisher DMCA'd the game off Steam and... It's kind of just a wild thing. Um, you can't get it anymore? You can get it from certain platforms. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Switch still has it. And whatever whatever systems that the developer, or I'm sorry, the publisher put it on. Um, it's just kind of a weird thing that to see like the, the, the publishers having more control over the game than the actual developer. Like it happens all the time. I know it does. But mm-hmm. it's just a weird thing to see. Like um, with the Stadia right now, I th- forgot the game. Um, Do you the want Bold- to know the full story? Because I read this earlier. 
Oh yeah, go ahead. I, I like I said, um, I've, I've seen it. I skimmed through it. So I know that something to do with the developer, which was Frogwares, yeah. and their publisher got into some kind of like argument problem over like contra- um oh wait wait Natcon, who is the publisher, wasn't paying Frogwares, and they're they're owed money due mm-hmm. to a certain amount to the point where, um. Yeah, so Frogwares announced last year it would pull the game from store, citing back payment that Natcon owed the studio. Natcon told Eurogamer that it accused the developer of playing the victim and said it had paid the studio more than 10 million euro to date. In late February, Natcon put the game back on Steam, but Frogwares says it was originally a pirated version of the game that was unassociated with the studio, mm-hmm. and which has since been removed following the DMCA request. So I know Kotaku ran an, an article earlier this week where they said that Natcon actually pirated their game which, I mean, they own, but the developer also... It's a weird thing where uh, they pulled it all so they could like work on it a little bit more. Yeah. And Natcon pirated their game, removed the um, copyright protection on it, because there's like a little button that you can click on it that pings the developer's servers, and that's the copyright protection. Mm-hmm. And they removed that and did some more tweaks and things by hiring another developer to do all the tweaks and things and then publish it to other platforms. Okay. And then Frogwares saw this, downloaded a copy of it, whatever they did, and like saw like through the code like what they all did and cited it and then said, you pirated our game and put it up there. And we took it off from like the stores and all that because you weren't paying us. Yeah. So it's a whole debacle where like the courts involved and there's a whole bunch of stuff with there. And if the publisher actually owes the money, then that's really messed up. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's like, I said, it's one of those weird things. Like Stadia has something like that. Now there's a game there. The, the studio got shut down and the mm-hmm. game is super buggy. Like to the point where you can't get past the loading screen, like the first mm-hmm. like home screen and they're like, oh, well, we can't work on this because we don't, we don't own, or we can't, like, we, we don't have access to that code anymore. Go talk to the people who developed it. And the people mm-hmm. who developed it are like, well, we can't do that. We didn't do the code for the Google Stadia. So it's just this circle of like, well, I can't do it. They can do it. Well, we can't Spider-Man do it. I can't. Everyone pointing at each other. Yeah. yeah. It's, Spider-Man. It's, I mean, it's so bad. That was with you. Yeah. That was it. terrible. Anyone else have any news that they'd like to say? I have a couple. I have I have a couple actually. Perfect pivot oh. from DMCA. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. So, so I don't know. I don't know if how many people like follow Twitch stuff or not, but mm-hmm. there was a huge, huge thing that happened a couple months ago where Twitch was starting to receive a lot of DMCA claims from various uh, music studios. Right, saying, "Hey, you yes. can't. We don't want you to play music yeah. on your streams. Whatever Twitter was getting hit with them, all this stuff." Well, BlizzCon happened in February. BlizzCon is yes. really awesome experience. I hear about this. However, so they they always get a live band, and it's always some really awesome, famous band. And this time around, it was Metallica. So <laughs> mm-hmm. when they were playing it live on Twitch, Twitch was running BlizzCon on their site, and when they ran that segment where Metallica played, they put. 8-bit folk music over the top of the concert for the oh, entire duration so they would not receive a DMCA claim from 
uh, Warner Brothers, who currently owns the rights to Metallica's music. You know what? They deserve it. They deserve Metallica. it. They were the Metallica ones that deserved the whole problem with the, yep. the Napster debacks. They started yep. the DMCA cycle. So it was such a perfect full circle moment of no one gets to hear this unless you bought the tickets to the to the show. It was pretty hilarious. That is is beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. It was such a beautiful thing to see the the clip. I, I I've watched it several times and it is so immaculate because the cut is so bad because they introduce themselves as Metallica and it's kind of like you don't expect it because all of a sudden it just goes into like folk music and you're like, what is happening right now? This is not Metallica. It's just, you hear accordions and piano and oh. I've, I've I've, experimenting. I have barely laughed at that clip at least 20 times because they deserve it so much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to find it right now. Which is a perfect pivot because that was actually one of my questions, Tater. Oh, (laughs) Well, before oh, well, you don't oh, mind, yeah. I had one more. Yeah, yeah go, so, go ahead. In relation to Destiny, for those of you that follow Bungie, Bungie also just recently announced that they are expanding their studio, their, what is it, um, tripling or quadrupling the size. I think it's tripling the size of their studio from 80,000 square feet to 240,000 square feet in Seattle alone. So mm-hmm. they're tripling the size of their studio and expanding it to be a worldwide space and developing other IPs. They did announce last year that they had this new IP called Matter that no one knows anything about, and they've said it is not related to Destiny in any fashion. So, so if you, you are a big Halo fan, there's a lot of curiosity because they said, well, what is it going to be? And they did say it will be another shooter of some type, I guess. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I hope it's, it's a first-person shooter in space. I it, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> the other big thing, the other big thing with it was they hired um some major execs from one of the major execs from CBS is on their board now um that ran the Nickelodeon side and like MTV and like all these different things and she's in charge of helping with um cinematics and like expanding into multimedia. Mm-hmm. So there's a rumor that we may get a Destiny TV show as well. Or like movie series, which would be awesome because the universe is fantastic. There's a lot yeah. of more super deep in that game. I think if they can do it well, Destiny can do like a really good TV series and like that because there's just so much of everything. I said there. that I said that it would be great because Lance Reddick has already said he'll play Zavala because he voices. He's perfect. He's voice he'll do anything. Yes. <laughs> and that if they did a prequel, it'd be a great excuse to bring Nathan Fillion back as Cade. Okay, yeah, that'd be pretty good. So yeah, like calamity and all that. Yeah. Freefall. So this is how far back my destiny knowledge is. This is how out of the sure. loop I am with destiny. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I played the first one a lot, yep. obviously. And one thing that infuriated me was the the, the Grimoire. What was it called? Yeah, yes, the Grimoire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Grimoire yeah. cards. That yep. that infuriated me because the second that I found out there's a race that could throw a planet at another planet and that wasn't in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I I was it, I was furious. So they've gotten much better with their storytelling being in game. And yes. all of the lore is now compiled into the game. There's a few outsourced things that like they put on their website. Like there's a comic that people were upset about because they killed a character off that it didn't happen in game and people are like you did her dirty like you, yeah. what? like you did. come on. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. 
it was very sad and they the writing was fantastic but they just never mm-hmm. showed it but they for the most part their storytelling has gotten way better where they're introducing more in game and now they've tied in they've like a like cemented who's actually a villain who's a neutral enemy and who could be potential allies and they're like setting up for like an avengers-esque like style crossover uh, thing yeah it's like crazy they've like they've killed characters off and they're bringing characters in that like we haven't seen or like we haven't talked to in forever or ever before and like there's a whole time travel shenanigans thing where we brought a character back from the dead. Like it was broke madness. time, I, I but it's good. That. It's so say, good. I love that season. He's back. I, I, I have. That. Go I ahead, say, Jose. I love, I love that style of storytelling. It almost reminds me of like Warhammer. How sure. they they uh basically their lore is. I think they had like tournaments. Their lore. Getting it. Getting it. (laughs) (laughs) I got another Uh, one too. I need to get the new one. (laughs) But uh, anyways, they had Warhammer tournaments and whoever won the tournaments, like I guess they're in different like sides, like ogres versus, Mm -hmm. I I do not know the story of Warhammer, but uh, whoever won like the real life tournaments changed the story a certain way for their side. That's really cool. And mm-hmm. I like the way you guys are talking about it. I think that'd be really cool. Like having, I don't know, like, I don't, do they have Destiny PvP tournaments or is that just no, no? But they, they, don't they, don't start PvP with Destiny. Uh, well, <laughs> I say this too because I seen your video on sure. uh, PvP. This oh. is the can of worms. You're <laughs> oh, opening it. Yeah. <laughs> I main... really enjoyed that video, by the way. Thank you. I'm glad. I I was very proud of it. I spent a lot of time working on that one. Um, before I I talk about it, I guess. But like back to the lore, the the main my main thing with it was um like this this season this year we went to a place called the Deepstone Crypt, which was a thing that we've known about since like the inception of Destiny. And it's the birthplace of one of the main races of Destiny, which are the Exos. So we basically find out where the robot people come from. And they tied in, there was always a speculation and rumor of like, well, we think it's this enemy type that is manipulating them and whatever. Well, they like solidified in the lore, like here's how an Exo is made. And it was just so well done and so flawlessly executed on the lore side tied into the gameplay and that's what they've really like at the end of the day when like people kind of like talk down about how Bungie does their storytelling there are certain things where it's like oh if I am a lore fanatic this experience is way better Mm. they do need to do a better job of doing it overall but it is Uh is obviously like they've improved it vastly like the number of people now that are more vested in it because they've started doing that storytelling in the game has been great yeah, they've this definitely improved saying. from one to two because yeah. one hand it it was terrible trying to read anything, and then right. two you can actually read it now in game. You can actually like take the time just read everything, and now you don't have to actually unlock the cards. Like if you were to miss it for some reason or another, eventually it will unlock. From my understanding, at least the older yes. stuff does. Yes. Um, the newer stuff, I think you start to kind of unlock. Correct. You do, but after after a while, it basically like after like a year, they're like, okay, yeah, well, after yeah. a year, everybody can like, read it. Everyone can read it now, and it's all yeah. available in the database. Um, the wonderful thing about Bungie that they do is they work with their APIs very close. Like they like they're a lot of their APIs very public, 
So people pull information from that all the time. And one of the one of the sources is they pull the Destiny lore books and anything text-based basically out and put it onto a really awesome website where you can read it all. It's pretty it's good awesome. read. It's really good read. A lot of cool stuff. Yeah. And was that the books you were holding up, Heather? The- uh, these are some of the books. It's not all of them. Like these are covering certain things. Wow, uh, that's huge. But they're actually like they're some of my favorite lore books because they're actually like really well made. They're like leather bounded, and there's really good illustrations. I don't know if I can actually like. The there we go. Oh wow! Come on! <laughs> Come on! No, I'm not turning on my of, background. Uh, it reminds me of like D and D. Yeah. Or uh, Pathfinder. Oh. Mm-hmm. There you go. Like oh, wow. they're. Some of my because like the illustrations and like the lore and this it, they're like they're actually like really really good to read about. Um, it's some of my favorite. I guess this would be video game art. Like it's some of my favorite like video game art books in a way if you were to classify it as such. Um, and they sell well because they're making a new one. I, I think three is out already. I think there might be a fourth. I haven't picked them up yet. Yeah, actually, I'm still reading me... two. You just gave me a good idea for a potential podcast topic. Keep talking. Okay. <laughs> um, but like, so the time travel, like lore is actually like really good. Uh, one of the characters in the game, one of the NPCs is so devastated over a loss of something that he grew up with and cherished. He like makes a device so that he can go back in time and to stop it from happening. But no matter how hard he tries to go back, it just won't work for him. So that- eventually, yeah. That time travel arc was one of the best ways of time travel I've seen done in yes. any media. It was so yes. well done because the the basically it, for those that don't understand Destiny at all, never played it, don't know it, whatever. Your your character is a guardian, and your guardian is very special. You are unique, and they laid that out at the front of it. They're like basically they basically say like your guardian is way stronger than any other guardian to have ever existed ever. And, and you're all like, powered by loot. You want that loot. You know, you know, and <laughs> and basically and and basically the main concept of it was um the character Osiris wants to save this other character, Saint 14. And Saint 14 dies. Um basically one man arming a bunch of fallen, which are an enemy race, trying to protect a whole bunch of other people. And at one point, you go to his grave. This was like in an earlier expansion. Like this was predicted like a year and a half out. And you go to his grave. He's dead on his grave. And he, and you pick up a weapon and it's called the perfect paradox. And there was a little lore tab in that weapon that basically said that he handed you the weapon that you gave him like years ago. Yeah. So the he died weapon. holding. Yeah. He died holding a weapon knowing that we were going to time travel back to give it to you like like he gives it to us to give back to him like it's this crazy like weird thing and And the weapon's called oh go uh, ahead the the perfect (laughs) paradox was the weapon and then yeah so you go back and you save him but this time you break the cycle so normally he ends up dying and then you get whatever but this time you broke the cycle and he stays alive and it's only because you work with Osiris who had like 
seen hundreds of thousands of realities basically dr strange like and was like we're gonna find the one reality where he doesn't die and hope <laughs> we can actually make it happen he avengers endgamed yeah <laughs> the one reality Time. where we don't Spoiler die <laughs> it's been years yeah <laughs> especially with marvel movies like after a certain point like you you you, you like if you were gonna see it you already you would have already saw it it's yeah. been a, uh, I think, especially for Avengers, like, a yeah, one, <laughs> maybe two tops. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, man, you have, you guys have really, uh, I sort like of the convinced Lord. me of, uh, trying to play some Destiny because I also have it. For there free. you go. Uh, free to play. Yeah, free to play. Oh, is it like just straight free to play? Well, it, there's, there's expansions you'll have to purchase, but to get in and dive in at the very beginning, it's completely free. There's no, there's no limit to what you can do in terms of like leveling and getting gear and stuff like that. There's very little that they lock behind monetization type content. Um, and all of the lore is available for free online. Like if you just wanted to read lore, it's fantastic. Um, I'll, I'll plug a YouTuber. My name is Bife and he has a great British very accent good. that does very good at it, like telling the lore. British people are fantastic storytellers and just let them do what they do best. <laughs> I enjoy, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I follow a lot of British YouTubers actually. Same. But uh Nazi video shout out. <laughs> but uh there's uh so there's there's still some time left in mm -hmm. the radio portion. Um and I did want to get to some streaming stuff. But sure, yeah. uh before I say that, I'm going to completely forget what I was about to say. You got Sims deleted, didn't you? So I think I think we're just gonna hit on <laughs> Man, what was like, oh yeah. So speaking of future podcasts, Couch Buddy, I would love to have you on a future podcast if you'll have us, uh if we have like a Dark Souls one. Because I've definitely oh. been planning a Dark Souls sure. podcast after I play some yeah. Dark Souls. So it may take a while, but sure. I would love to have you on because I'd love, I'd love to. Maybe for uh, Elden Ring, you guys can have like when they officially announce it and oh, show yeah. off a new trailer. Mm. It could be like the all-encompassing Elden oh. Ring Dark Souls podcast. Ooh. And I'll just be standing there like, I don't know what's going on. I'm I know Bloodborne. So excited. I'm, so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Did they say anything recently about it or was it there was a leaked trailer that that was it was a leaked thing from a year ago so like a year ago this trailer existed and somebody leaked it like a week ago and like it was like 30 seconds and it looked it had bandai nam or bandai namco all over the the trailer and it was like super like on a 420p phone type situation <laughs> it was not I meant was to like, be released yeah it was like <laughs> Hulk holding the gauntlet and then yeah. <laughs> it, it, the phone, the, the camera on the phone looked like somebody touched the camera before they, before they <laughs> actually smeared, like, like Vaseline it. on the screen. It looks, yeah. like, it looks like every Loch Ness photo or Bigfoot photo, but this is Elden Ring. So it makes sense because everything about Elden Ring is basically conspiracy at this point. Pretty much. Like, I don't even, like, I don't even think that trailer was real. Like I saw it and I'm like, it looks great. But I can't believe it until it's officially confirmed <laughs> it actually exists. You know, Man, you know what's funny? That real quick. <laughs> you know what's funny? I said the same thing about Kingdom Hearts three. I, it, I was like, <laughs> at, at, I was like, at, at this point, Kingdom Hearts three doesn't exist. 
In fact, I won't believe it exists until I have it in my hand, putting it into the PlayStation. <laughs> and then it has to boot. It can't even like bootleg back. Yeah, no, it just it has to say three on the. Yeah. Exactly. I think I had like a bet with my cousin like years ago about what would come out first, Half Life or Kingdom Hearts. Oh, Half Life is just not yeah, existing at this point. That's, yeah, that's dead, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Gabe Gabe Knowles letting that rot in its grave. Gabe is that his name? Gabe Knowles. Gabe Knowles, the, the owner. Tiny glasses yeah. and like kind of the big. Thing. Yeah, they had the uh, they had episode threes like, like the, it's, it's not official. It's a fan story, but the official writer for hey or I almost said Halo, uh, the official writer for Half Life, uh, po- or put it out and it's, it's pretty dark. What's that game called again? The uh... Elden Ring. Elden Ring. That's yeah. So, Spuddy, what uh, what other games do you play, man? You've seen uh, we see you got the Destiny, you got the Binding of Isaacs, you you got the Dark Souls. What other stuff you play on stream? Um, I've played Monster Hunter World on stream. I play a lot of stuff. Um, I I I play an like I said, possibly unhealthy amount of video games, but mm-hmm. on stream, um, I tend to focus on things that I can either explain difficult concepts to people if it's single player, or play with people to help them do things. Um, so I've played Monster Hunter World. Mm-hmm. Um, I've played Dark Souls on stream, Binding of Isaac. Um, I love my roguelikes. So like Enter the Gungeon, um, Risk of Rain, um, Hades. I loved Hades. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've played a lot of those. Um, but I mean, I I've Destiny just keeps digging its claws back in. No matter how far I run, it just hooks me right back i've uh played final fantasy the mmo i'm uh, trying to drag you back four, so four, much is that 14 <laughs> yeah, yeah. 14, okay. yep. 15. every day i'm just like hey tater guess what n walker cross cross server mm-hmm. play tater yeah. <laughs> um i i have a buddy that wants me to play wow world of warcraft okay um <laughs> i i've played the free trial i've tried several times it's a little bit of a tougher build in for me because of time i work a lot so i have to like manage like because i stream so like my community is very destiny heavy so if i try and play anything else it you got to sell not only me but like the people that watch me on the thing to play and wow is a game that everyone's like either love it or hate it they're like i had this unhealthy obsession with it i don't ever want to see it or touch it again and then you got to be like oh i love wow i've been playing it since cataclysm and it's such a weird dichotomy so you what about uh you what about uh binding of isaac do you pull like do you pull many views when you play binding of isaac so when i use when i used to play it i would i would pull viewers um rogue binding of isaac is a very niche game so so streaming on twitch um, for those of you listening that want to possibly get into streaming, streaming is very odd. Um, Twitch has very little discoverability. So when you play a game, there's a lot of factors that go into like why you would play a game for streaming. The number one reason should be because you have fun playing it, right? Like if I'm not having fun, then why are you playing a game? Yeah. The number two is, is Binding of Isaac has a cult following so there are people that will play binding of isaac and they're very knowledgeable and they love the ever-living daylights out of the game but those people generally don't watch somebody else play unless they're really really good like better than them yeah it's it's weird seeing like 
the the very very like professional almost finding of isaac mm-hmm. players because you will see these guys just just do uh just do crazy runs that you'll watch and you're like i have never seen anything like this in my a- 300 hours playing this so game. so so real quick i'm gonna jump in here yeah we have reached the limit oh yes for radio. the radio limit, limit. <laughs> so radio listeners if you want all the dirty deets on how to stream Which, how to stream streaming. successfully how to stream any questions you have the burning questions that man i really like this podcast i can't wait till it gets to that well guess what you're gonna have to go to spotify apple podcast npr one uh npr app whatever because we're not gonna tell you on the radio that's right 89.1 fm listeners you don't get that juicy knowledge this is clickbait in audio form Oh, no. this is the smash the like button in audio. Oh, this smash is how like button. this this is how you clickbait. Hey, do you want to learn how to make a million dollars on Twitch in two weeks? Go to Switch or go to, go to Spotify. Spotify. How to make your savings account make money for you with zero work. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, Jeff Bezos uses this method. But anyway, oh, he still owes me a million dollars. Wait a million dollars. Someone owes me some money. But Jeff anyways. Bezos owes me a million dollars. Anyways. Um, so uh, real quick, uh, Couch Spuddy, do you want to plug in your stuff for the radio listeners? Uh, sure. Yeah, I can. Uh, so it's Couch Spuddy uh, everywhere. Um, I'm Couch Spuddy on Twitch. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram, but I'm not very active. Um, and uh, on on Snapchat, if you really, really want to Snapchat, Couch Potato TTV, because I haven't actually updated that handle yet. So, mm-hmm. but I am, I am pretty much everywhere. And if you need to get a hold of me, you can DM me on any of those platforms. All right. Do you have a, a real quick? Do you have a schedule? But when you uh, stream? Yeah, uh, I stream. Uh, I take off Sundays and Wednesday nights, and then, um, but otherwise, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, generally starting about 8 p.m. Central, you can definitely see me till late. I, I'll just say late. So, awesome. Well, once again, thank you for joining this radio show mm-hmm. uh, of Region Nerd Alert. I'm Jose, and this is my cast. Uh, rewind uh, on Spotify if you like to listen to them. But, <laughs> but anyways, uh, thank you for listening on Lakeshore Public Radio. Uh, I've been Jose. This has been Region Nerd Alert, and goodbye. Bye. 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 Right now, the real fun can begin. <laughs> after but dark. Anyways. After dark um, one. Region Nerd Alert, after dark. We hey, can see. what a quinky thing, because after dark, everything about Isaac is dark and just yeah. downtrodden terrible. Anyways, um, yeah, no, it's it's just insane watching, like, really yeah. good Binding of Isaac players. Oh, yeah. I There's a guy I watch on Twitch. He has, like, a uh, an Eden run, and Eden is the RNG character that when you play, you get random stats and random, yep, random yep. items to start. And he's on something like 1,001 wins, no losses. Like, just what? in a row. That, yeah. that hurts my soul so much to hear that. <laughs> Like, because I'm at like a negative six w- win rate yeah. right now. <laughs> I my biggest claim to fame on Isaac was I managed to obtain the Godhead item, 
which requires doing everything on hard with the lost, which can't take damage. And that was obnoxious. Yeah. The lost is like the hard mode of the hard mode. Yeah. That was rough. That God. was a long time. Oh my God. I, I love, I love I me some it. Isaac, but that one sucked the life out of me. I think I've been talking about Isaac on this show for probably a year and a half now and how much since I hate, the, love it. Since yep. the dawn of the show, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. How, much I, how much I hate love that game. That's Anyways. how I feel about most of my games that I play is uh, I hate love them. I love them, but I hate to love them at times. I really do. It's I such hate a strange a lot of games that I love because I, I, I say, oh, I love these games, but then behind closed doors, it's just an abusive <laughs> relationship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? This game sucks. You suck, game. Like, <laughs> That was bullshit. What? <laughs> Whoa. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's a bad one. <laughs> but to, but to pedal to the to the stream it's... stuff, like the the question about the viewership, um, streaming streaming like any game that's not a main game, if you will, like even if you're classified as a variety streamer, you still have games that you play that are like scheduled, right? And yeah. so. Mm-hmm. It can be extremely difficult because your brand is built on a personality, but it's also very tied. Like for me, I'm what would be classified as a service streamer, right? I play Destiny 2, and what I do m- most of the time, 99% of the time, is I help people do content. So a lot of people will only come in, they'll say, Hi, I need help doing this thing. I'll help them do the thing, and then they leave. So mm. you have to kind of find your hook. And that's sort of my hook, I guess, is that like that doesn't phase me. But when you transition to other games, there is definitely like a noticeable difference when you play a game because there are people that just say, well, I don't like anything that's not Destiny or I don't like watching. Or like if you play a story based game and they haven't played it yet, a lot of people don't like those spoilers. So they're just not going to watch. It can be extremely difficult. Like you can't Mm -hmm. go from playing Fortnite to playing Satisfactory all of a sudden Mm because people know you as the Fortnite person yeah yeah it's definitely a much harder thing and my advice would be like if you're gonna start out streaming and i should have listened to this advice when i was given it ages ago was start as a variety streamer like literally don't don't commit yourself to one game just say like this week we're playing this and we're gonna play this until i decide to switch but the difficulty with being a variety streamer is you everything is based on personality then if people don't like you for mm-hmm. you then they will leave as soon as you're done playing that game <laughs> like it's it's a hard thing and discoverability on twitch matters and that is that can be an entirely different like problem and when and strategizing and like and then you're branching out to other social media and you're doing like i i until i started streaming i didn't even know what twitter was like I didn't use it. I didn't, I used Facebook and like, I barely used that. And now I use Twitter and I occasionally use Instagram and Snapchat and I'm on Facebook and I'm doing uh, YouTube now. And I'm going to be getting into TikTok, and I have no idea what I'm doing there. Like it's crazy. The amount of effort that goes on behind the scenes. I know yeah. TikTok food, do food, tater. Okay. TikTok for food. Very All important. Right. It's people love the food. Okay. <laughs> I, th- I think I think Heather's asking me to do the food that I make because she oh, knows why not pictures. Why not? Come on. Do you Come stream on. cooking? Uh, I've I've done it on the past. Yeah. 
I actually, I owe people a cooking stream for a uh, birthday stream that I did uh, Which a month ago. brings yeah. me to my, some of my questions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so your birthday anniversary stream. Yeah. Did you, so he, we were planning something for you for like a really long time. Did you? Yeah expect that at all coming from your community it's no. like you were saying that like wait was you don't... he the one that you were telling us that you were playing? yeah 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 what oh, yeah explain that a little bit okay but, uh, yeah oh i get uh nathan can i mean it's his stream okay all right <laughs> yeah. so, okay so here's so here's what happened right so mm -hmm. normally and this is gonna sound really downer but i promise i'm not um my Shoot birthday normally, my, my birthday normally sucks it's january 5th it's right after Christmas. Everybody's broke. Like no one, no one wants to do anything. It's cold. It's terrible. It's, it, it, it is, it's just, it just is. And so, and my growing up, um, my dad, his birthday is three days before mine. So I got no sympathy. There was zero sympathy from the family either. It was like, I got like, I got to eat like my dinner and then I got a couple gifts and, but everything else was just kind of attached to Christmas. So mm -hmm. I was telling that to somebody, um, a friend of mine, and they were like, okay. And it kind of got left at that. And then all of a sudden, like, here comes my birthday celebration thing. I was like, it's going to be New Year's and Christmas. And I had just reached some major milestones. I was like, we're going to do this huge celebration thing. And so I lumped it all together. And somebody shows up at my house, okay? A, a guy that I haven't talked to probably in three years shows up at my house. He's been hanging out at my streams. He shows up at my house and he's got a cake and a box. I'm like, what is going on? And they had taken it. They had gotten a cake with one of my channel emotes. Cause when you're on Twitch, you use fancy emotes. And mm -hmm. I got, it had an emote of mine and like happy birthday, Nathan on it. I was like, what is going on? And I open the box and there's these, there's this letter in there and there's, there's gifts. And I'm like, what is happening? And I started crying and then mm -hmm. I got a slideshow presentation mm -hmm. with more letters and like birthday cards. And I started crying even more <laughs> and I had no idea. And it was yeah. one of the coolest, craziest experiences I've ever been a part of because to me streaming i stream for people and i and i have a community of people and i always tell everyone that it's not my community it's our community because if it's not for them showing up then it's not a community like if i just stream to nobody then it's just me as soon as somebody else shows up it's us and so that made me feel like the most special person in the planet like i was like blown away and it was absolutely incredible and they did it all in secret i found out they yes. made a discord yep. channel they did it in secret i had yep. said something about buying myself a hard drive and that was something they had planned on getting me and they were like panicking and they're like oh my god like what is he doing he's gonna ruin it all but they couldn't say that to me so they were trying to like everyone was trying to coerce me not to buy it without saying just wait like two weeks so i was like Oh my God. It was, in, it was incredible. So you want to know some dope. backstory for that too. So I got invited to that server. Cause I think, uh, our friend Achilles and then, yep. um, 
I can't remember who, like, I was just thrown into this giant, like, giant chain, uh, private message discord, and all this stuff was thrown at us. And I was like, okay, so our original date was actually on your birthday. Like, yeah. that was our original date. And then during one of your streams, I was lurking about, and you mentioned that you're having a big anniversary stream. So the second I heard that, I immediately went to that channel and said, hey, we need to move our date up by a week <laughs> can we do this <laughs> so uh well he died his camera <laughs> yeah oh i'm still here i'm just going yeah. um so and then from that panic we moved your date up yep and then from you were panicking about the hard drive and i think me and some other people were saying like it's fine if he gets another one because you can't really you need space no matter right. what so yeah. like it's fine. But uh, it was like, what was it? Operation Typhoon or something like that, or whatever was the name. So my friend at Kelios, who, who I've known him, I met him through Destiny. He lives in mm -hmm. Alabama. I've met him once. He's my best friend. He, he our, The running joke was he's in the military and he would come up with operation names for stuff like mm -hmm. at random when we would be doing stuff in Destiny or whatever we'd be doing. And so like we had like um operation um eagle or something because there was one time where like i was trapped at work and like they needed to like helicopter me out there was like this whole <laughs> plan of like trying to do that and so there was there was a, like a whole bunch of things and apparently they said they, the operation name for this discord was operation typhoon because they wanted me to cry like a typhoon yeah. yes and, and it, it worked. worked it worked Typhoons do cry often. mission <laughs> mission accomplished um that's so awesome. That's crazy. It was how, like, awesome. Twitch, I'm, it, I'm, I'm slowly learning that too. Like, cause I've seen some, some things where there's this girl who's pretty successful on Twitch mm -hmm. and she says the main reason that she started doing Twitch was for friends. Like it was another social, yep. like a, like a social media app. And I, I didn't really look at it like that until she said that. And I was like, actually a lot of people I know, like started out with just, some camaraderie of some sort mm -hmm. and it just mm -hmm. gone gone from like friends and then like oh we're actually creating something way bigger yep. than just like a a friend group but yeah that's amazing that's an amazing that almost made me a little teary-eyed <laughs> it was it was awesome that is it nuts. was it was like the thing like one of the saying, sayings was uh tater does so much for us let's give something back i'm gonna start crying now <laughs> oh my god <laughs> You're welcome, Tanner. So, I'm freed. <laughs> so, so Spuddy, real quick. Yeah. Oh my God. So, Spuddy, real quick. Yeah. We, we already determined we're best friends. Right. Yeah. No yeah. way. Yeah. Come so, on. So, what's, no. what's funny? You said your birthday is January 25th? The 5th. The 5th of January. Uh, oh, the 5th. Okay. Never yeah. mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I misheard you. Because I was going to say my birthday is February 24th, and my dad's oh my birthday God. is five days before then mine. You know what though? That is way too uncanny. Regardless, like it's still like. What have I done? Yes, this is this is beautiful. I'm loving every minute of this. I, <laughs> Heather, you keep introducing me to, to awesome people. It was Danny. Now it's Buddy. Let's yeah. go. The, the 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 weirdest thing um, when I first started streaming was I had no idea like how Twitch worked at all, mm -hmm. and um, I'm still learning. Like to this day, I'm still learning. And a lot of people, their their image of, of Twitch is like Dr. Lupo or Tifu or Ninja or like 
these big Tim the Tapman, like huge streamers, right? Like they, they, they have tons of people and um, somebody broke it down to me incredibly well. Cause I'm still considered a small streamer. I mean, I'm not partnered on Twitch yet. I'm, I'm working towards that goal and that's, that's a whole other hurdle. But um, one of the, one of the things that they put it really well is imagine a band playing uh, live music my definition of being a small streamer is I average like 30, 35 people a night. Let's say that is like a bar full of people watching you play live. Okay. What like Ninja and Dr. Lupo and Tim, the Tatman, what they're essentially like broadcasting to is a stadium of people, but like three stadiums. It's yep, like yep. a festival of people every day. And I'm like, Holy, like that is, that's, when you put it in that perspective, it really, yeah, it's insane. The amount of people that are willing to watch. And so then it makes me feel like I'm doing something right. Just because like the amount of people that are, that are there watching me, supporting me, being a part of it that want to show up and, and, and have a conversation. That's like, that's the main focus of my stream is like, I just want to have a conversation. I just want to have a dialogue. And, and they, they, they can talk to me and it's kind of like it's a live TV show and it's a TV show that not only like, are you watching this, but you can talk to the actor. Oh yeah. Like, like you can, you yeah, can type yeah. to them and be like, Hey, you suck. And I've had that. I've had that happen. And people come up to me and go, you suck. And I'm like, all right, thanks. <laughs> thanks for the <laughs> constructive input. And then I like go about my day. Like it's very, it's such a surreal experience because nine times out of 10 people come in and go, Oh my God, I love you. I love what you do. And you're this awesome person and thanks for helping me. You're doing this thing. And it's, I wouldn't trade anything I've done for the world. And what, what Heather and everyone did for me was spectacular. I like to this, like, I still think about it almost every day. Like how, like I use like something that they got, that got for me every time I stream and I think of them every time I stream. It's, it's, awesome that, that is literally tangibility to what you're doing yeah it's something you could like hold and yeah want, whatever like like the, i like i made this essentially like i helped like this yeah. is, like i like i helped make this mm-hmm. I'll, I'll share i'll share a quick story and then obviously because other people have questions um one of the one of the most surreal experiences i've ever had was i i streamed destiny and um i i helped i was I, part of streaming is networking and I knew this streamer and I'm not going to say his name because I found out after the fact that he wasn't such a nice person, but that's neither here nor there, but he was helping people do raid helps. And so I jumped in and I helped him do this thing and they had been stuck on the final boss for a couple hours. So I hopped in, we got it done in a few tries and went about my day and the guy was incredibly thankful that he was helping. I got a message a week later from the streamer and he said i just want to let you know because you participated in that raid with him that was the last thing that he did in destiny he's passed away it was his final wish he was in the hospital playing destiny when we did that raid Mm -hmm. and it was the one thing he wanted to do before he died wow and i was like oh this has an impact i was like this what i'm doing means something to these people and I was like, I'm not giving up on that. And that I was like, 
I made that person's entire life for spending in two hours and getting a little frustrated. Like it took all of that frustration that I had felt from like that night and being like, I was tired the next day. Cause I was up to like four in the morning and I was like, kind of crappy. I was like, Oh, I wish I had done. And then I'm like, Nope, it was totally worth it. It was worth every second, every, every moment it was. And the guy was awesome. Like he was so nice and he was, he's just trying to get by and he's like, this is the thing I want to do. And so we helped him do it. It was awesome. Oh, cool. That I don't is, think I actually ever heard that story. one. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's crazy how like, <laughs> I'm also slowly finding out and after talking to you, like hella finding out like how awesome the community is. Cause obviously I know like yeah. the, the people you suck, you know, like those yeah. people, but mm-hmm. like the overwhelming opposite of that is just so worth it. It's, I, it it's, like. <laughs> it definitely, it definitely is. You get, I mean, you get your people that come in and they're going to be like, you know, you suck or why are you doing things that you do or you'll never make it. Or you you get your haters. I mean, you you will. They're and miserable they, little gremlins. That's all they yeah, are. They that's why you have mods raid. to go later yeah. and boot they them. Drank, <laughs> they drank the haterade. They come in and they say some, some things. And I have a very odd troll policy in my chat. And Heather has experienced this. So if somebody comes in and they want to tell me what I'm doing wrong, that's fine. Criticism is okay because criticism makes you better. Like as long as it's constructive and it's meaningful, it can make you very like better. So I let them say their piece, but then I fire back with, well, how would you do it? Or what, how, what would you change? And they never have an answer and they just leave on their own. They just goodbye. (laughs) Yeah. And they, they don't have an answer. <laughs> they don't. They, they wanted to. They wanted to get a rise out of you. They wanted you to defend yourself. And instead of defending yourself, you say, "Okay, yeah, I I'll concede that point to you, but I want you to come up with something back that will help me then, because I don't want to. I don't want to listen to it. I don't want to deal with it. And so I take a very odd stance. And if they if they get rowdy or out of line or whatever, then yeah, the, we hit them with the ban hammer and call it a day. But mm-hmm. I try not to make a point of that because it creates a separate problem where you can have power hungry mods that do it too much and then it's an issue and yeah, <laughs> yeah. i kick the bots uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah i've definitely so, experienced power hungry mods because i could be kind of sarcastic and then i say one thing and yeah say that which mccall's feet are smelly you're yeah. out of here yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> whatever i, I yeah i like oh go ahead skylar go ahead I was just saying the smelly feet's a deep cut, man. That deserves a ban. <laughs> Actually, speaking of uh, that real quick, uh, and Lakeshore Public Media being right under my head, I got in trouble for that recently. So, oh, uh, I'm doing. Do, yeah, I called. I called someone an idiot. Uh, oh, because it, they were saying all this like kind of racist stuff, but I knew I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna be the bigger person and call him an idiot. But then I got I got in trouble for it. So now, <laughs> you can't win for losing. You just can't win. Right. For can't win. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely don't want to take all your time. I know you said that uh, nine thirty that you have something else. But um, uh, I was gonna maybe open it to questions if that's okay with you. Yeah, I'm. I've got I've got plenty of time. I just need like a few minutes just to like prep up because I'll actually be starting a stream right around then so but yeah i'm good for uh, for a while yet so awesome awesome thank you thank you but mm-hmm. uh you want to start over let me look at my little booklet here 
See, he has his booklet. <laughs> you can kind of see his head. <laughs> he emerges from the telephone shadow. Yeah, hold on. Let me open mine too, real quick. Um, how is it difficulty wise to schedule your regular work with your streaming schedule? Is it like kind of tough for you? Does it almost feel like a job at sometimes? Oh, I just posted about this in discord today. It, it is <laughs> streaming never feels like a job. It, uh, okay. It does. <laughs> but only when it only feels that way when my work becomes a lot. So I, I cook and I, my parents own the restaurant that I work at. So there's a lot of like, I go in and I work extra hours or I have to stay late or whatever. And that makes scheduling difficult at times because sometimes you never know. So I always tell people like, this is my start time. And it and I try to try my best to be on time because it's like a, going to work essentially. Like you got to show up on time and you got to do right. your thing. But the hardest part is definitely like, there are days where I'll be at work. And like today I worked from 9 a.m. until I got off at 7.30 and I would like, normally I work until 8.30, 9 o'clock at night. And then I got to get home and eat and try and take a shower and then get ready for stream. And so the long days where I have a stream after and I'm tired, those can feel long. And, but uh, the expectation is, is that I have to show up and, and do I enjoy it? Yes. Some days do I want to take a mental health day most definitely and in fact i have but and it's important to do that but it is also important that i still try and do the best that i can to maintain that schedule for sure so when you made the schedule uh like what went into making it was it your availability at the time you made it or and it hasn't like changed since then or have you tweaked some things after trying out like thing Things have been tweaked and um, my schedule stayed mostly the same since I started working there. Um, I took off Sundays and Wednesday nights. I used to stream seven days a week. I used to stream every day, but I just found that it was, it was becoming too much for me to do both. So I took Sundays and Wednesdays off of streaming and Sundays I have a full day off of work and streaming. It's just a full day where I don't have any commitments of any kind. And you just sometimes need that. <laughs> you can sit down and just, I was just be like, talking I'm gonna... to some people about that. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I feel like I don't have a single day just to do that. Yep. And that's super that's... important. Yeah. yeah. I made sure I made that a priority because I was talking to with, with friends and, and my girlfriend and being like, and they're like, are you sure you're like not overworking yourself? And I said, no, I'm fine. But it was like that, like, definitely like, dog meme where the fire's in the background like this is not fine <laughs> this, this is, is fine everything's okay. fine not okay yeah. <laughs> yeah and and i've had a lot of people they get concerned and everyone says like well just take your rest and do what you need to but sometimes you're like i sometimes you just gotta go i gotta show up i gotta put in my three four hour stream whatever it is i'm doing that day do it and then go to bed and like do I, and there's times where i'm like man i didn't put out my best like stream that day and i feel terrible because the people are there they show up they watch and they're spending their free time choosing to watch my content and if i don't deliver then i feel like i did them an injustice so it, you have to stay so motivated and that can be incredibly hard and that's why i had to take the two days 
Otherwise I would be so I'd like, if I worked a nine to five job, I'd probably stream every day, Sunday through Saturday and do like four to five hour streams and do it, do it that way. But I can't. And so I do what I can. And like Tuesdays when I, it's my day off of, I, it's my second day off during the week. I'll stream from six o'clock until like two, three, four in the morning. Like I'll, I'll go for eight, nine, 10 hours and it won't even feel like that. That's the weird thing. So, so when you, when you first started, did it start like that? Like you stream yeah. every day or okay. Yeah. But that I'm a, I'm an odd case. So I, I, the recommendation is don't do that. <laughs> I just would basically, if I was playing, I was streaming and I started on PlayStation four, like the PlayStation four had a built-in app. I did that. Uh, in fact, that's how Heather met me was mm-hmm. there was a couch. That's how I got the couch name. Like I, like my nickname growing up was tater. So the couch potato thing just fit. And I would wear like athletic shorts. I put no effort into how I looked. I sat on the couch and everyone's like, oh my God, you look so comfortable. And <laughs> since then, obviously, like you guys can see, like my, my, I have an upgraded camera and I have a nice fancy mic and like the whole nine yards. But I mean, starting out, it was just, I'd hit the button and I'd, if I played and like I had a day off and that was, I was working part-time jobs at the time. So I was like, all right, cool. I have two days off in a row. Well, we're going to do 12, 14 hours of streaming. I'm going to start at noon and I'm going to stream until two, three in the morning when I get tired. Like, and all I did for those 12 hours was I just did raids in destiny. I literally went, I found people that had never done it, pulled them in and just started raiding. Well, did you mm-hmm. find yourself like conversing with uh, like the, the chat at that time or was it just yeah. you on the couch? Yeah. Uh... I, I did. I, I was very lucky. I had some guides in my early Twitch journey. <laughs> there was a lot of trial and error. And, but one of the things was like, you interact with chat. So I, so my, my setup was the jankiest setup in the world. It was a PlayStation four, like from the system, like PlayStation eye camera, like the $60 PlayStation eye that like was I'm the motion. Ask, tracking. Like how are, how do they yeah. see you with PS4? Cause we uh-huh. that sometimes. Yeah. So there's this, there's this camera with like an, like a $30 Astro, a 30 headset. And I had my phone and I had my phone on my right or on my left. And a little thing on the PlayStation would pop up saying, Oh, somebody just commented like they like chat, they chatted. So I would check my phone. And then I like, I got very good at multitasking during rates. I would like be doing what I'm doing, do my explanations. And then I'd be like checking my phone and okay. Yep. Hey, Joe, how's it going? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Back to the explanation, do the raid. And like, Oh, while, while all this really crazy stuff is going on, I'd be having a separate conversation about like what somebody's week was like. And I was so much fun. I loved it. I still do. I mean, it's still the same thing. It's just not as janky. <laughs> Sometimes jank is where it's at though. Like there was a lot of charm. There was one time <laughs> I was streaming and I had to pull out bed in the couch. Uh, and I had that pulled out. I was laying out and people were like, Oh my God, this okay. is the most ridiculous. Okay. Thing. Listen, my bed is right here. I was yeah. so tempted to just sit on my bed for this podcast. You- I can move all no, of this over yep. there like so easily. No judgment from me whatsoever. <laughs> I, I, live on stream. Like there's I've I've done a few janky setups. Like sure. I like this is a DSLR. This is like my yeah. like photography camera. I've had my phone as my camera at one yeah. point. Uh for my green screen, I've had these little light things light up the mm-hmm. background. Yeah. Like it's uh, my I've had still janky, yeah. I've had some jank setup like it's, bought, it's incredible you can get away with 
I bought, so this is a DSLR, DSLR camera that my mom is letting me use right now. She's not mm. using it. So like, whatever. Yeah. So yeah. I went and I got like a, a fake battery thing. So it runs all the time, whatever. But my lighting, I have, I mean, my lighting's not bad considering it's two Walmart lamps mm-hmm. with bright LED bulbs. The secret that I went and bought white fabric from like Hancock fabrics and clothes pinned them to diffuse the lights. Yeah, that's oh. it cost me $15 a light studio lighting of that. the same deal. <laughs> studio lighting of the same deal cost me would cost me almost a hundred dollars a light. This cost me 15. That's all back there. That's what I have oh. back there. Cause again, I do photography like kind yeah. of on the side. That's all. I, I know exactly. That's all back there. <laughs> It's this is, uh, that inspired me because I'm going to turn it on real quick, but this is the harshest white light, but it's so bright. I may put a sheet over it to diffuse it. Cause there you go. You'll, you'll see it's going to be blinding. <laughs> yeah. The pink room. Yeah. Turn off your zoom background. <laughs> you can't see it. <laughs> you have to turn off your zoom background. Right. That is bright. Turn off your zoom background. Oh, I was going to say, see it on my face. Oh. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's bright. That's like crazy. I, this will keep me up all night if I leave yeah. it on. I, I think it's built yeah. for like a garage because I just bought like, oh, this looks like a good light bulb. And but yeah, it's very bright. Yeah, um, no. It took, I'll, I'll shut off my, uh, <laughs> my background too. It, yeah, took, it took some time to get this set up for sure. I, I've always aspired to do the E-Boy setup. Thus, yes. Yeah. yeah. Like it, I... I I change these lights all the time. Uh, these sure. lights on this, uh, I usually match with this light, the R- yep. uh, RGB strip. Mm-hmm. This little sign, I can't change anything about that. Nah, but like- I have, I have like string lights all back here. My desk is wrapped in LED lights. It's it's pure if you, boy. If I had no idea, I would have assumed you were a streamer. I, it's, it's, it is he has a streamer the setup. setup. It looks good. It looks thank good. You, thank you. He has the setup. I, uh, I I want to stream. I just need to get a monitor. This is my TV I'm watching right now. Oh, that was what I did. That I mean, I did the same thing. I had I had uh, I had my my like I said, my phone, my TV, and that was I mean, that was what I did. And yeah. it was crazy because um, people would watch. I mean, people you'd be surprised. It's it's all about it's all about your content and how you sort of like promote it, I guess. And like yeah. people just really liked really like the raid help thing and it was a, a thing that was needed and i i guess and i just happened to fill that that void that people wanted and i got to meet some really incredible people the community in the destiny community i've seen i mean like people talk about getting hosted on twitch and like i've like i've been hosted several times by like one of the largest destiny streamers and that's crazy and it's a weird it's a weird world it's a weird world it is. Mm-hmm. I actually had a question. If if anybody else, like anybody else, want to go? No, I can ask all my questions anyways to him, no matter what. So if oh, I run okay. out of time, I can just bully him later. You know. Um, <laughs> so you mentioned that you're not a Twitch partner yet. What's the criteria for that? Because so, you, you yeah. seem to you seem to like have a decent following. Sure. So 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 there's two there's two qualifications. There's based or there's like three different like streamers on Twitch. There's mm-hmm. non affiliated, affiliated, and partnered. And I'm affiliated and affiliated is in the grand scheme of things, a relatively easy requirement to hit. You have to get 50 followers, average three viewers, a stream basically 
and uh, get and you have to stream so many days in a month or mm-hmm. so many hours in a month. And it's a, and it's a rolling period. So basically every, like every time you hit a milestone, they'll check, it checks off and you got to do it, whatever partner, the hardest requirement I've, I have all the other ones checked. It's 75 average concurrent viewers, a stream. Oh, okay. So you're jumping from three to 75 and it's an average so if i stream let's say i'm streaming destiny i'm getting 75 viewers and i'm doing well and then i go and stream valheim and i do 15 that averages that out to whatever that number is over the over the hourages yeah and i could be at like 45 and then i'm no longer eligible so you'll see a lot of people do something called a partner push when they're really close to try and drive their numbers up and then you don't even like get it guaranteed. You can just apply and then Twitch reviews your platform and they go, they look at your numbers. Did it come from hosts? Was it natural? Where is it coming from? And they check a bunch of analytics and they basically say, yeah, or nay. So you, even if I get the, the, the statistical requirements, oh, I'm not even guaranteed it. Fee. Yeah. That's horrendous. Yeah. So it takes, it's a lot of work. I like, there was a point and, and it, and it's hard because everything you do, like I like networking is a big deal. And I'm mm. not I I was good at it. And then some things happened in the Destiny community between me and some other members. And now I avoid trying to network in the Destiny community. And it's a very complicated and convoluted story that I don't have time for right now. But yeah, it uh it basically it, it's caused it's made it harder. <laughs> for me to to grow those numbers so everything that i have is natural viewership it's just me literally putting myself out there and not really like talking to other people and there was one night i was streaming and it sat at like 75 people that just randomly came and hung out there was no nobody i knew from another community that was coming and hanging out it was such a surreal experience so it's it's a it's hard Yeah. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to talk to someone who's at like your level because it's sure. obvi- you're obviously successful, but you're not like a, a ninja or a Pokemon. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like I feel like I don't get a realistic take on the average Twitch streamer. Yeah. Past the like a like a certain affiliate yeah. point. So it's and like, and, it's really cool and one of the things that you'll see like with those guys is those guys like. There's some of them are very good, but very few of them have to interact with their chat anymore because people will just show up to show up and then they have like sub conversations with themselves and and whatever. That is super fast. Yeah. And it's really, yeah. So, Mm -hmm. and for me, like half of the thing is, is like, if I don't interact with people, people will stop watching. Like they, like they don't show up for me because like I'm Pokemane. They show up because like I'm, I'm spuddy, but they're like, well, Okay, but you're you, but you're not talking to me. And if you're not talking to me, then I don't want any part of this. I actually had a guy once that like because I wouldn't play with him, he stopped showing up to streams because I was like, I'm not gonna play with you every single stream. I like just like I just can't make that commitment. <laughs> it's like um, that's like going back to what you said about like 30 people watching you. That's yeah. like a bar full of people. Yeah. Whereas Ninja has sta- a stadium or three stadiums right. of people. Like it's easier to hear the guy saying you suck in a bar versus a guy right. saying you suck in, you know, the, a stadium. Well, yeah. Like think about it this way, right? Like if I wanted to go to a concert and I was like, 
oh my god i'm gonna go see the foo fighters the foo fighters have no idea i'm showing up to their show yeah they, 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 i'm a no, i'm a number like they, they they're glad i'm there don't get me wrong and same thing with these large streamers they're glad that you're there like I'll, like a lot of them are very genuine i met dr lupo he's probably the nicest person i've ever met mm-hmm. and oh yeah but um like at a bar full of people you're in a dive bar you're playing 30 35 people and probably five or six of them are your friends so like and like those people at the dive bar are working just as hard as the, like the Foo Fighters playing their concert, right? The difference is, is people will pay any amount of money to go see the Foo Fighters. People won't pay more than $10 to go to a dive bar show. If they don't know <laughs> yeah. what the music's like, you know? So my, my take is like this, right? Like people don't know my brand. They don't know my personality. So they aren't going to pay into that just blindly. Whereas somebody like going to go watch Dr. Lupo, it's like them going to go see like, like um, uh, Paul McCartney. People that have never actually seen or heard Paul McCartney's music, which would be crazy to me, but let's say there is, it's way easier to convince them, hey, go, I'm going to give you tickets to go see Paul McCartney, go watch them versus I'm going to give you tickets to go to the myth in Minneapolis to go see this band that I'm really behind. And people are going, ah, well, I got it school the next day. Like yeah. that's so much harder of a sell than it is to do like that. It's the same concept on Twitch. On Twitch, it's way harder to say, hey, go check out my friend streaming because you have no idea what they're like versus somebody, hey, you should go check out Ninja Stream sometime. Well, duh, because Ninja's huge. People are like, you can easily find anything about Ninja online. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's co- probably accurate. It's much ask, different. You can ask uh, ask my friends. I've definitely dragged them to some weird underground bands. Like, come mm-hmm. on, you gotta come. I'll pay. I'll drive. Yeah. I'll yeah. Do everything. <laughs> Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lore, Lorelei Dreaming. <laughs> Shout yeah, out. I love, I love rolling those dive bar dice. Oh right! I was gonna say Lorelai Dreaming was a that was a fantastic band. That what I, was it? Uh, the uh, uh, DJ Boring was that the other one? Yep, DJ Boring. I, I don't remember that. much of DJ Boring. <laughs> I uh, I I was double fisting pretty much as soon as I walked through the door. And then I met <laughs> that was the time I had uh someone from work. I was like, oh, of course he would be here, getting me in trouble again. But, uh, <laughs> Dude, we're basically Lorelai super fans at this point. I, see, and that's another thing about I feel like the smaller Twitch streamers, like my my favorite Twitch streamers are the smaller ones that interact yeah. with me. Mm-hmm. And you saying that like makes perfect sense because yeah. like Lorelai Dreaming, like no one's ever heard of that band. It's a local right. Chicago band, but I'd consider myself a super fan because not yeah. a lot of people will go there. And like yeah. people who watch you, like oh yeah, I'm a spuddy super fan, like. <laughs> Because you're at that point where there are super fans, I, buddy. I, I I I had somebody. I went to a, a convention called Guardian Con in Florida. This was last year, two years ago, mm-hmm. and somebody was stalking me. I thought, what is going on? I have like I didn't know this person at all. I I had no idea they were following me. And finally, one night at like one in the morning, outside the hotel bar that I was staying at, she stops me and she's like, "Are you Couch Buddy?" I was like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She's like, I've been looking for you everywhere. I'm like, oh god, who did I offend? What did I do? <laughs> this is it. I'm, I'm dead. Oh, no, oh, no. This is him. She too. goes, she goes. I just wanted to say that you helped me through a dark time in my life, and I'm glad that you're doing well. And I just wanted to say hi and get a hug and a picture with you. And I was like, 
what? I asked <laughs> it four times. Me, like she told me, she told me like who she was and stuff like that. And I recognized the name and everything, but I was like, I, this is surreal. Like somebody like wanted to came to the convention, knew I was there and like purposely went to find me at this convention of thousands of people. It was awesome. awesome. <laughs> that is very <laughs> awesome. One in the morning, getting the courage to say hi. <laughs> yeah, I've had I've had so many of those at Dragon Con. I've run into so many like Instagram like people that I follow or cosplayers, mm. and I'm like, oh, dude, are you so and so? Oh, oh man, I've been wanting to see you. Dragon Con's enormous, by the way. Yep. It's like five hotels, but yeah. it's like, dude, that's awesome. Even at yeah, C2E2, it's... I've seen you, Mike. Like we were trying to get food, and then oh, you're what you call it, pick, pick, pick. Oh, you're what you call it, pick, yep. pick, pick. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's I miss that. I really do. It's like uh, yeah. <laughs> this podcast. Uh, like half of its shtick was that we would go to these cons and basically make content and sure. uh, come back and talk about it. But now you know cons right. are not a thing, so. We've had yeah. to adapt, and at I'm this, itching, man. I was gonna say this time last year, uh, like we've all I think upgraded our setups, and uh, we we used to record in the radio studio every uh, Wednesday or Thursday, and now like we've had to adapt, and this is where we are now. I know oh, Sally, I just a bought a great a, job. Yeah, I think I'm the only one without an official mic. <laughs> Oh, like a my well, you still have yeah. all the other stuff in the nice PC. Well, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say Skylar just bought a, a nice new mixer too. I don't want to put his business. Bought a what? <laughs> she just messed with Jesus. it again. Beautiful. That no, is. you guys, it looks good. Did anyone else before? Because I, I like I've got plenty of time. If you guys had other questions, I this is awesome. I love this so much. So. Oh, glad you like it. I'm very glad yeah. you like it. Yeah. Uh, Skylar, did you have any other uh, questions? In your uh, notebook? some streamers that uh, kind of inspire you to make content or that you look up to? Uh, at one point, so at one point, um, there's there's a guy, his name is Glad. And I, I still do mm-hmm. to a degree, um, but he was like sort of what I aspired to be in content creation to start but he blew up and he's insanely good at the game honestly at this point though it like it's changed and people evolve and whatever but um dr lupo currently is like my number one like role model i guess if you will in the world of streaming because what he does is absolutely incredible for those that don't follow twitch or follow gaming and at all um dr lupo over the last like three years has managed to raise by himself like three million dollars for saint jude on his own, which is an, an absolutely incredible thing. And he does nothing but constantly give. And like, you can see it when he streams, he cares about his community. He cares about what he does. He's very passionate and it's, it's awe-inspiring all the time. So yeah, that would be somebody right now that I'm like, if I could ever get to that level, that's who I'd still want to be is I'd want to be like that. He feel he's feels the same on stream as off stream and that's what i would want to be yeah i was gonna say after watching your videos and uh talking with you now like there's 
you definitely have a lot of authenticity, like on and off, like videos or I know this sure. is technically a, a video. Yeah, type I get what you're saying. But I feel like, you know, you're you're really real and approachable, yeah. like, and I, I feel like that's very, that does you very well. Like I will appreciate when stream, that when you stream, I, I stream a lot at work. I'm not sure your hours, uh, sure. how much they coincide with mine, but I will definitely pop into some streams from now. Well, I, well, I appreciate that very much. I, I try to discord. Yeah. <laughs> Discord, I, I I'm not very good at Discord yet. Like I can only follow like my Discord and like a friend. It's okay. Because I get tons of notifications. I don't you're, know. You're you're good. You do, have to have do what a, you gotta a, do. One day it starts with one Discord server, and the next you're in forty three, and you're like, I don't know. <laughs> you know yeah. how many five I never talk in, and I'm like, well, I think I'm in forty eight now. Actually, hold on. Do you, do you know how many Commander servers I'm in? How many are there? There's so many. I'm in. I'm a part of like at least 25 commander groups. Holy moly! See, I treat see I treat Discord like I treat like desktop tabs. I don't like having more than like four or five, or else mm. it's overwhelming to me. Yeah. And so I just said to see that's where you hover over that magical mute button. Just mute server, I, and then check in every once in a while. I have been discovering the mute button, like some, especially like during like when mute. I stream and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. There's a new total. I'm in 56 servers. Hey. <laughs> wow. I'm lucky enough to have her mod for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I had Heather sleeps. I don't think. No, she doesn't. I was no. gonna say I don't. I don't remember Heather sleeping like once. Let's see. <laughs> Considering yesterday, I stayed up till two o'clock in the morning playing a video game, and then I got up at seven o'clock. Five hours of sleep is pretty good. I mean, give or take. Yeah, that's did not you, did, terrible. Did you sleep though? I imagine you just like kind of stand up with like a coffee in your hand, like cross armed, and then as soon as the sun <laughs> comes up, you're just like, all right, let's go. No, 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 no. Coffee's for when I wake up, and I inject it straight into my veins. Like, <laughs> oh, so you're like a you're like an Alucard from Castlevania. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lay down and just the needles, just like okay. yeah. <laughs> but it's just caffeine. It's just pure coffee. Oh, okay. Cold brew mostly. Hot coffee doesn't really work well putting put right into your veins. Kind of burns. You just remind me I have a brand new Keurig out there that I bought for my mom for Mother's You're Day. You're slacking. Go make some coffee. Coffee <laughs> party. But <laughs> yeah, I still need to clean up your server more. Every day I look at it, I'm like, yeah, what else can I do? Oh lord. <laughs> yeah, I organize his server to an extent because it got to the point like late last year i was like this is driving me nuts you made me you make me a mod <laughs> please let me do things i'm going insane <laughs> i i very much so like rely on so many people it's not even <laughs> funny this audio setup is in part due to somebody in my community it's actually insane so mm -hmm. it's really over, nice audio setup. over help me set this up yeah yeah i, I didn't know anything about this and then it's crazy yeah mm -hmm. uh that brings up a brings yeah. up a question in the old noodle. What's mm -hmm. the hardest thing to manage, what, like social media, uh, community, uh, Discord, whatever? What's all, being being a Twitch streamer? What is the hardest thing to manage? The hardest thing to manage that, is, that you do that, is that, expectation. Like, in a thousand percent expectation, oh, okay. um, you have to go into every single stream, assuming no one shows up. And that is the hardest thing in the planet to do because yeah. like, as soon as you start thinking people will show up, this actually happened to me this week. It's defeating. I was like, 
oh my god no one no one's here no one whatever and i'm like i had to be like no 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 you can't expect people to be there yeah and that is hard but like in terms of like bookkeeping i guess social media is obnoxiously difficult <laughs> I can't talk about it's it's so much you go on Twitter oh. you blog a few memes you go haha funny <laughs> funny duck and then you you on with your life it's so <laughs> much and like you have to you have to post your live link and you but you got to post it the right way and you can't say that you're a streamer and other people streaming things you have to like be very vague and you have to like you have to be like oh I'm a streamer without saying you're a streamer and you have to like you know, post on Twitter and you have to like update people with your life a little bit and like discord, you got to be active in discord and you have to, you know, if you're on Instagram, Oh, we got to start posting pictures on Instagram. And it's just, it's a lot. It's mm-hmm. so much. And I would be like, I wish I could have somebody that'd be like, just do social media for me. Cause I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so when much. you hire a social media manager. I can't <laughs> afford that. I know. I that's what usually at yeah. one point, at some point, usually that's what happens. Yeah, like the, yeah. I know the bigger ones do. Yeah, I was just reading the article about oh, what was that one streamer Jose should talk about? Oh, Miko, Code Miko. Yeah, Code Miko. There was a, an article about her and how, mm-hmm. like, I guess in last year when they originally did this interview, she was just a small streamer, and then because of everything that happened when they did the next interview, she hired like a full team of people because yeah. she just couldn't handle it. It's a lot. It's a yeah. lot. They don't, they, like, what they don't tell you about streaming a lot of times, and no one does, but like mm-hmm. they don't tell you, like, because it's all about how much you put in. So the more that you put in, the more you get back. So, like, mm-hmm. up until like a few weeks ago, I'd never done YouTube. I had no yeah. idea what to do for YouTube. I, it, was, it was overwhelming. I was like, I, I have ideas, but I don't know how to implement them. I don't know how to edit a video. I don't know how to do footage. I don't know how to, I don't know how to record footage. I don't know how to like special <laughs> effects work. I, I don't get any of this. So I literally, I found a, like a, a, a program to do my editing. I edit my videos. I, I do all of the recording. I have a guy that scrubs my audio for me after the fact, but I have to go through, I do all of the cuts. I do all of the, like, um, I, I do the re-edits. I do the script writing. I do the uploading of the, like the footage and everything. I do all of that. And that is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And that's just another thing. It's very good too. Like well, I, thank I, you. I, I just yeah, I, and- I was watching the PVP one at work. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad that you guys enjoyed it from people that have never played Destiny. By the way, that makes me very I was happy. About to say that, like, I was very interested and enthralled having never played Destiny. Like, well, thank you. What Heather's told me, and very, yeah, uh, very good script writing. Like, you well, thank you. You explain everything well. Too. I'm glad it that that one I was very proud of because it's a, it's a hot button topic in the Destiny community, and so I was like, well, I'm gonna throw my two cents into the ring in this and and see where we go with it. So Wait, mm-hmm. what's what's a hot button? About PvP, PvP. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's PvP in a... general is, and right now there's a lot of drama about it, and it's a very it's a multifaceted problem that people think there's one solution to, and there's not. It's uh, very complex. So that'll bother mm-hmm. playing PvP games. I, I I tried a couple of them, and I just can't do it because it, it's so irritating. Yeah. It yeah, and I talk about it in the video exactly like why it is that the PvP is the way that it is, at least in Destiny, and um, 
I feel like I like the title too of your video. Your title sums it up well, like PvP as told by. Yeah, the PV the PvP from a PVE player's perspective. So P, a player versus player uh, from a player versus environment perspective. Basically, like I enjoy shooting aliens in the face. They're predictable. They have an AI. I can figure it out. I can't figure people out, and that is like what the video is all about. Is is how why i try why i avoid pvp and like what would entice me to come play it that's that's what it's about yeah, you should check it out mike it's really really good i feel like you'd like it i feel like you guys have a connection oh boy oh we've already uh, we've already linked up over binding of isaac well, like, you don't you, you, you don't think you don't think i already got the candles lit for the romantic dinner when he comes up this weekend like come on well, oh dude and, no and he cooks too mike he cooks <laughs> hey, look i got candle holders and everything man we're ready to go no. <laughs> See, I, don't know, I don't know if you like pokemon but i'll bring you this big shiny card Ooh, i got let's go let's go that is a comic beautiful big card where'd you get that mike sweet He's like, he's like, you, you, uh, you play, you like Pokemon. I was like, not really, but what's up? And he goes, here, you can have this. And it's a <laughs> giant sheep. That's I was, beautiful. I, I, I picked that. I was like, is this a sheep? And he goes, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's the thing it evolves from is a sheep. I was like, no, this is a sheep. I love this thing. This is my best friend. <laughs> this is the best boy. <laughs> Oh my gosh! But uh, does uh, anyone have any other questions? Um, I can't oh, I Heather, Heather had started one and then like it trailed off. Did I? Because it's probably already gone from my head. Do you remember what it was? No, you like you like looked at your computer screen like with the intent to ask a question, and then you never did. So I don't know. Oh, uh, I have like a little twi- like question set up, but like a lot of them was like the copyright system and all mm-hmm. that. You already yeah. touched on that one. Um, like your thoughts on destiny two and all that you already touched on that. Like a lot of the questions I had, were oh. at, like the goals of your, like I'm sorry. Your Twitch goals. No, 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 no. That's good. That means that I'm not the only one answering, answering questions. Gosh, darn um, it's funny. I'm, I'm I sorry. I, I, I like to talk. I don't know. Okay. How about this one? How about this one? Uh, yeah. uh, what made you start streaming before? I, I guess that one was kind of asked in a way. Well, I mean, it, to give a concise answer to it, um, Somebody in my Destiny community was like, hey, did you know that you could help more people by starting a Twitch stream? And I was like, oh, really? And they're like, yeah, you can literally find people that are on Twitch and you just say that you're doing raid helps and we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. And they think and they're like, we think you'd be a great streamer. And I was like, really? I don't think so. And they're like, no, no, no. You have the personality to stream. Just do it. Just trust me. And mm-hmm. so I took the dive. I just hit a button one day and they're like, they're like, yep. So here's what you're going to do. And we just, we just went with it and they helped me. I didn't know about discord. I didn't know about Reddit. I didn't like, I didn't know anything when I started. Mm -hmm. I was a little baby streamer and they walked me through so much stuff. And that was what got me started was I was literally like, I can help more people than I already am. And they're like, (laughs) and I was like, perfect. Sign me up it was it was what got me started and it's still to this day the reason why i stream i i the only reason why i hit the button is to help people and if i can help people in any way however i can um i i talked about it like we talked about um not to get like super political or anything because i i don't like doing that but like when things started happening in the united states at the capitol 
in January. Um, there were a lot of people that came to my stream to ask how to view what was going on. Like, how do we not get too emotional? And that was, I was like, here's what we're going to do. And we talked it out. Um, and like, um, law a few months ago, there was a big outbreak or I shouldn't say outbreak, but like a big amount of streamers that were being found out that they had sexually harassed women. And I was like, mm -hmm. that's not good at all. Like we, we can't have that. And so I made a public announcement. Like if anyone is found out to have like to be supporting this or behind this person and like not, not sharing the advocacy, essentially like not being an advocate for women, women, mm -hmm. I don't want it. And I talked about it on stream and I was very clear and very vocal about my stance on, on it. And basically said, like, we don't support those people like that have hurt women or anyone like we're non-discriminatory We're we don't condone harassment. We don't condone violence. We're thoughtful people. And this community is a thoughtful community and we take things and we look at them objectively and with, we take the facts and then we create our own analysis of the situation. Mm -hmm. And I said, my analysis is, is that these people are horrible people mm -hmm. and yeah. we're just not going to associate. And people were, some people were like, well, how do you, how do you know that? And I said, because I'm like, it's right there in front of us you can't i mean at that point yeah you could try and say it's a he said she said but i said at the end of the day there's one person that's hurt and one person that's clearly not it's not it's not complicated so my community is very much so built on the idea that we we will take things with explicit fact and create our own opinion from those things we don't like to get emotional behind our opinions and it can be hard but we've navigated that i think rather well in fact i'm going to i'm going to be interviewing my old high school teacher about it about teaching oh. history as it's happening um and how to like like what are you teaching your students and how are you teaching them like because he's a history teacher and you go and so one of the things that he taught us was you take the information that's explicit from that, from what's given and you write content from that. And that, that stuck with me for a very long time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, and that's my inspiration. When you, oh. when you have a, when you have a public platform like that, it's, it's, it, it is a delicate balancing act yeah. to have an opinion like that because just the act of not having an opinion is an opinion. Yep. And it is, it is you taking a stance on something even yeah. though you didn't want to like, mm -hmm. right. It's, it's, it's a, it's a weird thing. Cause I've seen a lot of, I, I follow more of like the, um, the corporate side of video games. Yeah. And I see a lot of just spineless corporations saying, or like not taking a stance on things like, right. Um, Euro truck simulator. I think it was did like a, like a COVID vaccine, like special event where you deliver vaccines Mm -hmm. But the corporate, the corporation itself said, we don't take a stance on the vaccines. And it's like, that is an, a, that is a stance, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult thing when you're a public like face. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's very hard to navigate because you have to try and 
be vocal with your with your position and not not necessarily alienate people because clearly like i don't want people that aren't like like supportive of like being inclusive but you have to word it in a way i guess that says this is my stance and i'm not backing down from that stance that is that is a very difficult road because and and i've i've talked about it on stream like i'm a i'm a straight white male i've never dealt with any of the problems that these people the like the minority groups are that i've ever dealt with and i'm like so for me my my responses in my opinion is is like i'm listening to what they have to say and trying to create that sympathy and empathy and relay that to you guys. Like that's, that's at the end of the day, that's my job because I can't give an experience. I have none. I, I've never experienced anything like that. I've never, I've never had to have that feeling of, of what the, those people have felt. And so in order for me as a content creator to stand on the right side of this thing, I have to listen to those people and give those people a louder voice. I just have to be the megaphone at that point. Yeah. But that's my opinion is I want to be the megaphone for those minorities and for those people so they can be heard and they can stand up on their own and, and have that voice. Because I've never, like, I was talking with my teacher about it. Like his wife, he's like, hey, have you ever had to walk to your car and like you felt worried to? At, and she's like, every night. She's like, I have to hold my keys a certain way. I have to walk to my car a certain way. I have to check the car to make sure there's no one in the car. He's like, wait, really? He's, he's like, all, all the time? She's like, yes, all the time. And, he, he, and it put perspective for me because I'm like, I've never had to do that. Like, I've never had to worry about something like that. That's insane to me. And that's really the moment when I realized, like, as a content creator, this is a platform to allow people to speak through me at this point mm -hmm. it's not my position anymore it's not it's not about me it's about them and so when all of that started happening as a content creator as a streamer your job is no longer like making people happy it's giving people objective fact and explaining those facts and then trying to allow people to come and have a civil discourse and say well where where are you getting the information from we want to we want to know we want to hear about it and we want to form our own opinions and that is what's important to me and my channel is we want people to come to their own conclusions about things and make their own decisions because it's better than following a herd but i want to give them proper information and information that comes from verified good sources and that that is my job and and it can be a tough thing it's a it is a difficult thing, but I feel like it's a little easier when you're shooting an alien directly in the face on the moon. Like I yeah. feel like this just gets a little easier. Yeah, it's like yeah. guys, listen, it. guys, listen. There's there there's things out there that we need to talk about in reality. Hold on a second. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, I've, I've definitely had it. Like I like like my best friend. He's he and I are very different on the political spectrum, but we never talk about it. And it's fantastic because we can both agree on one thing. Shooting Thrall in the face is still very satisfying at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> literally, literally shooting a line of Thrall with my with my like Omelon weapon is fantastic. I love it. And and it takes all the seriousness away. 
And that's, I, I, I do two things. I give facts and I give, um, what I, my take on things and my, and I, sometimes my take on whatever it is can be different. Sometimes it's the same, but I also give a place for people to escape that reality for at least the time that I'm, I'm live on on Twitch. It, it gives people a place to hang out and they can come and hang out and not think about what's going on in the world at that time. And that's also what I like to do. And is in just let's have fun. Let's let's learn about destiny. I'm going to show you how this gun works. I'm going to show you how these parks work. Let's talk about these things. That's what I do. That's yeah. what I love. And, and I swear I'm not getting teary eyed. It's this bright light. Jose's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, cutting onions over there. Yeah. I'm not crying <laughs> for, for so long. But um, <laughs> I just realized, like, man, my eyes are burning. And like, that's why. But uh, I like to, I like to thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I was this was awesome. Thank you. Like I, I've, this has been like I think one of my most favorite, most inner, well, me, I've had a great time. Well, thank like, you. Having someone on here, like we've had some people on here before, and uh, like you know, interviews. It's just sure. You know, NPR standard interview, but like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to have you on. I'd love to hang out with you. I love to For watch sure. your stream. And well, thank to, you. Yeah, I love to watch uh, you and Mike have that dinner. Like, in the yeah, you know, we're Wait, why are you watching? Why aren't you joining in on the dinner? Come on, you want the food he makes? Have you seen the food? Looks so good. I already told Heather that if she brings a group of friends, I'm paying for their food when they come. So. I'm blocked by pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blocked by pandemic. But I, I will, I will definitely take uh, food at all times. And we'll, we'll, we'll stream our, we'll stream our dinner. Sweet, beautiful. I'd, lo- I'd love to. <laughs> TikTok it, it happen. actually. Yeah. We'll, I'd we'll love TikTok, to make it happen. We'll TikTok it. We'll, uh, he'll make the food. I'll e-boy it up. We're, we're solid. Nice. Perfect. Yeah, we got this. Boy it up. Put it in some oversized sweatshirts and. Uh, yeah. What have I done? <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, uh, I think uh, can we go around the horn uh, yeah. for the uh, the stream? Uh, Ova, you want to start since you're to the left of me? Uh, Ova the Dreamer on all platforms, social medias, Twitter, Bandcamp. It's Bandcamp Friday tomorrow. Come uh, check my wares. Kajit has wares. <laughs> <laughs> If you have coins, coin Khajiit has Wes. I was gonna say the right shoulder of over the dreamer, like... <laughs> and like a little bit of his jaw, yeah, just a little he bit. He has been fading. Oh, yeah. look, there's there's the right jaw of the over the dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> looks like a weird like CD cover. <laughs> Actually, that looks really cool. Like it looks like there's a moon eclipse in front of your face. Trying to be mysterious and hide my identity. Okay, <laughs> I see. <laughs> Anyways, but, uh, and then below him is Heather. I'm Deli Hams on Twitter, and I guess Deli Bean on Twitch. Uh, I stream for friends if they want to watch. I guess I, I'm, if if I'm free, I want to watch my friends. Okay, uh, I have a Nintendo 64. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do a Nintendo 64 Legend of Zelda randomized run. I have that all set up now. So you have an emulator or is it a yeah, an emulator? Yeah. You have to do emulator. You can't do it random uh without it. But I have everything. I found my GameCube adapter now. So I'm all ready to go. Nice, nice, nice. And below Heather is excuse me. 
Thick boy, three C's, three I's, Instagram, Twitter, Letterbox. Please follow me on Letterbox. I have such such terrible reviews up there. I'm kidding. I was trying right. to log into Letterbox so I could follow you, and I forgot my password. So when I, I remember it. <laughs> if there's it, I've been I, I've pretty much finished up all the DC animated universe movies on HBO Max so far. And mm-hmm. like every review has started off with me being thirsty about somebody on there. Oh, Mike, you want you might want to go check out Second and Charles. They seem to have quite a few animated DC movies up there. Last <sighs> I was there. Yep, yep. I'm gonna have to spend yeah. money. Also, remind yeah. me to get HBO Max this weekend, and also to get Letterbox because I keep forgetting for both of them. Please get Letterbox. And as far our special guest, yes, Spuddy. He's down below me. Yes. I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. Taking too much time. And to, he's got a stream to do. And to Thick Boy's top right on my screen is Cuffs Buddy. Yeah, you can find me on Twitch five nights a week, uh, twitch.tv forward slash Couch Buddy. Uh, same as on Twitter and on Instagram, and then Couch Potato TTV on Snapchat for if you care. <laughs> awesome, hey. awesome. And once again, thank you so much so so much for joining us and i hope to have you on in the future yeah just let me know let, let me know a date and i i'd love to be here it was i this was awesome this is my first experience doing something like this where i've been like the interviewee i guess and so it was really great you guys made it really awesome, awesome. yeah well, i'm glad you enjoyed it yeah Ooh. yeah <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we don't know how to end stream so we just start we don't getting start doing things yeah Bye guys. <laughs> Bye. You guys, you guys use my tagline. I have a huh. I have a tagline. Oh, what's your tagline? Oh, throw it out. Throw it out. All right. So so I always end stream. Um, I, I always cover my face because you know you gotta do that. And I always okay. say thank you all for being here. I appreciate you all. Uh, I love you. And have a good night. There you go. There we go. And there you have it. Ditto from Region Nerd Alert. Bye. Bye. <laughs>